what's up, what's up? Welcome to another episode of an Untapped Acquaintance. It's your boy B. It's your boy Sam. Sam was getting a little quick sipping. He, uh... He's trying to get a sipping. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, it's been, a, it's been a minute. Life's hit us again. <laughs> <laughs> the way you make it sound. Life's hit us again. Life hit us with a, a bunch of a busy week. We had um, Easter and then business life house work and um when you guys will listen to this it'll be our one year yes sir anniversary how many episodes dude i don't even know i think it's 10 no total I, my, my math don't math my math don't math i know it's just three seasons yeah it's three seasons and uh for our one year we have a um, special couple that's really introduced and come into our lives and hey. just made um what's the word an upward movement and not only theirs but in everyone else's life that they touched yeah we have robert and nicole vasquez vasquez <laughs> <laughs> thanks for that bro <laughs> <laughs> Is, did I pronounce it right? No. Yeah, of course. No, bro. don't even don't. Bas- Basquez. Basquez. <laughs> it's like whenever that's how the telemarketers would say it back in the day, bro. Vasquez. <laughs> Hi, is uh Robert Vasquez there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, there is no Robert Vasquez. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> nah, I think he got the wrong number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, it's 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 finally happened we've tried to do this yeah man. seven times already it's because we were waiting for the year mark bro yeah. <laughs> what did you tell for, him for a special occasion what you tell him that you're like if you don't show up i'm hitting you in the kidney i'm hitting him in the kidney he's gonna be <laughs> peeing really blood he said, yeah. <laughs> he's gonna be peeing blood uh, i i walked outside i walked outside and i went straight to nicole i said hey just in case robert forgets we're recording tonight for a one-year anniversary of the podcast and I told him, I threatened him in church. In church. In church. In church. If you don't come, I'm hitting you a kidney. And we're here, guys, and it's past 10. This is way past our bedtime. So no sorry. Hey. We're probably like on our third dream by now, bro. Like, <laughs> that's, that's, that's my fault. I, I ran late on a photo shoot, and then our son, life. Life. Sick. Sick. Like, I literally was speeding on... A basket home. I bought a, a dude. No so <laughs> okay, so Ash <laughs> texts me and she goes, "Hey, I need you to stop at H E B, get some Pedialyte milk and a watermelon." And I'm already walking in there. I'm like, I'm just gonna get like the little basket. Mm-hmm. And then I'm walking halfway through. I'm like, damn, I gotta get a watermelon. <laughs> so, so I'm like at the self scan, and then they say, uh, "Hey, would you like?" Um, a basket for this? I said, yeah, I'll just put it in the, in the, in the basket. So, like, I'm in a rush to get here, and I just throw the basket in the in the car. The red one? The red one? You're lying. <laughs> no, bro, it's in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, halfway, th- halfway to the house, I'm like, did I just put the basket? <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> I just put the basket Why in the Why do I head. feel like this is not the first basket nah. you have, bro? Wait, it has, like, no, five of yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it was, If it was up to me, I'd probably get, like, one of the, the carts. Just so I can move all the stuff around the house. 
the, the little quarter quarts, the little. <laughs> <laughs> I love those, man. Those are those are be- the. Best Would you guys ones. prefer that the little quarter carts or like the full basket? No, yeah, we're quarter cart kind of people. Just why? Cause, why do you? Why? Cause, why? Because they're newer and the wheels work. <laughs> Well, also because we don't cook very well so we don't <laughs> get lots of things so you don't oh is it just so you don't spend a lot of money yeah it kind of is i think we don't get a huge amount of groceries really mm-hmm. that's good because nowadays groceries are expensive i think i spent like a hundred dollars on non-substantial stuff at h-e-b one time i think it's been like 30 bucks on Toothpaste and <laughs> yeah, deodorant. Yeah. Like twenty five bucks. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Rent's too high right now. Rent's too high. Yeah. So how was y'all's week? It was good. Uh this was the first Easter we actually knew why we were celebrating. Yeah. So that's great. Nice. That was you know, being twenty nine <clears throat> and barely figuring out yeah. why you're actually celebrating. Yeah, she used to be all about the the Easter basket. You know what I mean? Still ask her mom for an Easter basket at 29. A lot of people ask us, like, are you going to get Mav? Ash was was like, hey, let's get Mavia a basket. And in my mind, I'm like, he don't need a dang basket. (laughs) Why? Why? Like, why is that a big thing? You got to do the basket. It's just a a tradition. You do, yeah. You don't get a basket. There's no Easter bunny. Still got (sighs) to believe in the Easter bunny. <laughs> Even though you know why you're actually celebrating, <laughs> I did the uh, Easter Easter Bunny at at church. That was you first, Rose. Roof, you didn't see me. the Yeezys uh, on the Easter Bunny. Yeah, roof. the Yeezy with the <laughs> Easter Bunny with the Yeezys. <laughs> dude, I f- I was it I, was, I it, was it hot in there, dude? It was hot. I like my classes were steaming up. I have. A hundred percent respect for those people that stand in the suit in in Texas for like tax days, dude. And then that suit, I'm like, dog, I get, I have too much respect for y'all. <laughs> too much respect. <clears throat> How was your week, Rob? It was good. Yeah, yeah. same thing as her. Um, well, I work weekends, so I actually took Easter off, so that was nice too. So finally, yeah. have a Sunday off, man. It was nice. Good show day, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's always fun to have a nice Sunday off. Mm-hmm. What do you do, Rob? So I sell homes for KB Home, the hey. builder. Yeah. KB Home, the builder. The builder, yeah. <laughs> I, I remember, like, it was the big thing to buy a KB Home back then. It's still kind of, it's just, they've been around for such a long time that it's, it is still a big thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, people know KB Home. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I hope they've gone. I mean, it's like typical house, right? Yeah, it's a typical house. <clears throat> Has their designs got gotten four better? Walls, yeah. Has their designs <laughs> got, gotten got better? Windows and a door. Uh, their designs have got better, right? Nice. Like, mm. really have. Uh, so, like the community I work in, it's like uh, KB Homes. Like, I guess like they're we don't we're not like a luxury builder, but like that's their highest end product that we have in that community. Mm. So it's like they we we've got more to work with there. Yeah, nice. is your top your top paint scheme white and black? <laughs> <laughs> white and gray, bro. <laughs> I need the paint scheme: white walls, black trim. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> I, that's the new thing now. It really no? is, man. Yeah. It looks good, though. That's what our house looks like. <laughs> is it? <laughs> yeah. uh, our house is white, white brick and like a cop. Is it cop? What's that color? It looks black. Copper. It's, it's like a dark just made fun of brown and black. Thing. No, <laughs> honestly, I didn't. I didn't think of it because on, if I stood, if I sat out there and I really, I sat out there before you came home, I was like, "This is a nice house." It's not when I passed by those white. I'm like, "Oh, it's white, black trim." It's not that. I looked at your yard. I looked at the walk up. I was like, "Oh, this is a nice little walk up." Oh, they got chairs on the front patio. I'm thinking, my mom I'm like, "I wonder if they use it." <laughs> this guy. Nope. No, 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 no. It's just, it's just. <laughs> yeah. That backyards get used though. It's the main reason we got our. So it's funny. Our house is an old KB home that we didn't even know, bro. So like speaking about how KB homes been around for a while. I think our house was built, the one we're in now, was built in like 95 or 97. Yeah. Something like that. But yeah, we didn't know until after I bought, after we bought it. That's a KB. I was like, wow. <laughs> Can't wow. get away from it. <laughs> it's a beautiful home though, man. You guys have a beautiful home. You guys made it into your own. And Nicole, what do you do? I'm a teacher, fourth grade teacher. How long have you been doing that? Seven years. Seven years. Seven years. Is that like a long term for you? Yeah, well, it's yeah. my first adult big, career. Big job. Yeah, because you know, like I, I asked, I asked long term because I think some teachers have like a like an end goal of it, right? Like, yeah, um, after fifteen, I want to stop and go into something else. Yeah, so that was my plan. Yeah. Five year mark was supposed to be my cutoff, and I wanted to do like interior design. Um, but that didn't happen. So did you <laughs> so did you design your home? Like, did you get plan yeah, it all out? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, everything we did was based off of what I could see for the house. So I really enjoy, like, looking at paints, redoing things. So that's fun for me. It's just hard getting into something like that when you have, like, zero background in it. Mm. Like, how do you just take a step forward into something that you've don't even know where to start from <clears throat> so internet yeah <laughs> <laughs> people have like a, a page now yeah honestly it's it's weird like that right now yeah. like people they create a ig page mm -hmm. tiktoks for anything for anything now and they have like an extra room right and um they design it however they want so it's, it's also hard to leave the teaching field just mm. because makes that jump yeah and, and then it's just like the area i teach in i'm i teach for saisd so i'm yeah. in the west side right now yeah and it's just like seeing those they need people that care yeah. and, mm. and now we don't have that you know we're losing so many teachers and it, it kind of puts you in a spot of like yeah i could mm. be doing other things but i think my heart's been pretty set on hitting those kids that I know yeah. I can get to yeah. rather than trying to figure something else out that I don't even know is going to happen. That's good. That's yeah. really good though. Yeah. You know, like it's hard nowadays to get that. Yeah, uh, Someone with that kind for of sure. mentality and heart. It's like, I'm going to go for my own goals, my own dreams. And they, they leave kids behind, you know? Yeah. That's good that you, I know the word inner city is just not what PC 
Right. It's um, but it's good that you care for those kids. Yeah. You know, I'm pretty sure they're gonna remember you for their oh, entire yeah. lifetime. It's, it's kind of hard to forget someone that makes an impact in your life. For sure. You know. Yeah, that's that's where I started. Yeah. That's having good. A second grade teacher. That made that impact. Life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was that's all i could think about after that yeah that's man i i had a teacher who made it well was a, he was a history teacher oh. i love history but i think it was just he cared about his, his students yeah i think everybody has that one teacher yeah you yeah i have one it was like one of my high school teachers yeah if it wasn't for her i probably wouldn't go to college dang <clears throat> straight up well they they pushed you to do it. Like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> this, they believe in you, Rob. Yeah, I would say mine was my first grade teacher. You remember your first grade teacher? I remember my first grade. She made that much of an impact, Dang. bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You remember her name? Miss Tayez. Hey. Whoa. <laughs> mine was Miss Angerstein. Oh. Dang, I I miss. Um, now I'm trying to figure out my history teacher's name. <laughs> you know, I started with like W. He didn't make an impact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. I there was one teacher, my Spanish teacher, Miss Arbetter. She was, she knew that she like I was I had something in me, but also she allowed me to sleep in her class when I was, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> which is pretty bad. But I guess she she knew that her students were like growing teens. And I guess needed some time of sleep. And she was like, as long as you pass my class, you can sleep in it. I did skip one one class ago and I was like, Miss Arbetter, I need a I need to sleep. She's like, Okay. That's you. I got the attendance call from my parents. Like, hey, why'd they say you weren't in class? I'm sorry. My bad. That's my blunder. Rob, what made you go into, um, would you consider sales? Yeah, so I feel like I've just been in sales my whole life. Yeah? <laughs> I feel like growing up, like, I just had a way for, like, talking to people, like, yeah. connecting with people. Did I ever want to get in sales? No, not really. Yeah. You never, like, again, grow up, like, thinking, like, I'm going to be in sales, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but uh, I started, I guess, like, my first, like, real sales official sales was like um uh, insurance sales mm. so i was with uh i moved here to san antonio with really no plan right and uh so i was like i need to find something that's going to make me a little bit more money so at the time i was working for uh for best buy <laughs> in uh, in geek squad oh, <laughs> in geek man. squad yeah i know and uh anyways i was living with my cousin here but i obviously still needed to pay right pay like you know help out with bills and that kind of stuff yeah and so i was like just searching online and i saw nationwide insurance was hiring didn't realize it was like a call center right the nationwide call center (laughs) but it was all sales so i go there and like do it again moving to san antonio was something new to me and then i go to this big old campus that's like brand new and uh for nationwide i was like dang this place is legit (laughs) so anyways uh start i get hired like i have no like real experience in sales and the my the one who interviewed me uh just took a chance on me right and um so anyways that's how i started my sales career 
met a whole lot of people who'd been in sales for like years at nationwide insurance <laughs> uh ended up moving to like liberty mutual insurance but insurance gets old like really quick it's Think about it. Do you guys ever get excited about talking about insurance? No. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. So if you can sell insurance, I think you can pretty much sell anything. So <laughs> anyways, you meet a lot of people in being in insurance and uh, was constantly surrounded by like people in real estate. And um, oh, actually, along the way, we, we built our first home and it was a KB home. <laughs> our first home. Yeah. So you're, then, you're you are loyal yeah bro seriously <laughs> we built our first home kb home and i was thinking about like getting my real estate license and then but then i was like no the lady who helped us out like who sold us our home i was like i think i'm gonna just reach out to her ask her how it is with kb home and and yeah just i i think i text her and then she called me back right away telling me about how much she loves it and stuff so i was like she got me in contact with the manager right away and I was just like, all right, like, I guess I'm just going to give it a shot. And yeah. So that's really how I got into KB home sales. Bro. So you had to take in the real estate exam? No. So I was in the process of that. I even had like all these study guides and stuff. And, mm -hmm. and, um, but when you sell for a builder exclusively, you don't need your real estate license because mm -hmm. you're an employee. So what? Mm -hmm. So you actually can't have an active real estate license working for a, a, a builder. Because it's probably going to take away from what their, like their commission and mm -hmm. all that? Correct. Wow. The loopholes of... Yeah. The loopholes of <laughs> companies, right? Yeah. That's wild, man. Mm -hmm. I always told Ashley I wanted to be a real, like a real estate agent, but I don't know. I'm that type of person that's like, yeah, I don't want it. Like, all right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not going to force you, right. you know? I mean, honestly, that's kind of me. Like, I don't have a real sales. For, like, a, I'm not a shark, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when you think of, like, a typical, like, a uh, car salesman, right? A used car salesman. <laughs> it's more of just, it's relationship. Like, you build a relationship with people, and then they have that, you know, that trust in you. Yeah. And that's really, like my way at it <laughs> yeah that's good that's real good i mean i don't know man um i couldn't be no car salesman <laughs> hey man you don't want to you don't want this all right cool dude you want this car nah i'm good i can't do it well i think when i was working for the studio like the photo studio like, hey, I need you to sell your photos. Like, nah, they'll sell themselves. <laughs> <laughs> like, it'll sell themselves. Like, I'll just go out there and I'm supposed to show them, like, the gallery and, like, what to go with it, the photos. I'm like, yeah, so this is your gallery. What do you want? Sizes? Yeah, cool. Boom, 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 boom. See you later. All right, bye. <laughs> hey, did you upsell frames? No, I'm not going to upsell a frame. <laughs> like, what the heck? You're supposed to offer it? No, 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 no. Like they they y'all can have that y'all can have all that, but I mean, it, I guess man, I can do sales. Much, much props. <laughs> so like, I don't know with kids with with teaching right, like how much patience do you have to have and <laughs> grab the mic. <laughs> You're third grade, fourth, fourth grade, fourth. but I've done first. Third, fourth, and fifth. 
Which, so which one's your favorite one? Fifth. Mm. And what age are they? Um, ten. Ten. Ten and eleven. That's kind Ooh. of an interesting age, though. It is. It is. It's because they they understand my sarcasm a lot more. <laughs> I can be sarcastic with them, and and they'll get it. Yeah. Um. But as far as patience, that's a tough one. I think I was triggered a lot this year. Mm-hmm. Um. Because it it also falls back on like your admin. Yeah. And and who kind of has your back as far as like what the kids can get away with? Because, I mean. They're kids. Yeah. And they'll push and push. if, And if nobody does anything, then they'll, they'll just keep going. Yeah. So patience is like your number one thing in teaching. If you don't have it, you won't last long. For Ooh. sure. <laughs> <laughs> but it's different because I think I can connect with these kids. Mm-hmm. And, and they know like, oh, this lady's not just, you know, speaking crap to us. She actually... You know, she was in our situation or yeah. in something similar to where she can, I can make those connections with them. Yeah. So I just tell them like, look, you got two choices. You're going to go down this path or you're going to follow what I'm saying and better yourself. Yeah. So I, I think it's just, it's not all about teaching. Like it's that life connection of making that difference of like, you just got to be a good kid and you got to get this done in order to be successful. Cons- yeah. Even being a nine and ten year old, you have to put that mentality in them because of how society is now. And they're still in that 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 development stage, even at, mm-hmm. at nine and ten years yeah. old, right? So that's where they're is it malleable, where you can shape and mold them yeah. too, right? If if it was up to you, you know, they say, "Well, I wish we, they taught this in school. They taught that. They mm-hmm. taught this was in school." If it was up to you and you had the chance, what would you want to like? What curriculum would you want to teach them? I don't even know if it'd be like curriculum, but I just think life skills. Yeah. Um, What's the number one? Finances. Mm. Like even at this young age, I have my kids that try to like sell their candy, right? But they they have their parents make them out a list of like, oh, if you sell one piece, it's for 25 cents, two pieces, 50, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm like, okay, well, if I hand you two of these nickels, is that 25? And they'll say yes. And Mm. I tell them, people are going to steal your money. How are you going to go to HEB and buy groceries and hand the person money? They're going to steal from you. I would. Mm. You don't know what you're supposed to get back. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to keep your money. So it, it's just, we need to teach them life skills. There, yeah. There's no way that we could just send them off. Because that's what happened to us. We I knew nothing. Pulled out school loans like crazy. Put myself in debt. Yeah. Because I wasn't taught that. My parents weren't taught that. Yeah. So it was like I had to figure out all these things the hard way of now owing back tons of money to college or you know getting myself into stupid cars and owing all this money so i think it's just like they they need to know financial situations and just life skills in general so can you uh, can you talk to admin and like just hey i think it would be pretty neat to have a a section in our day to where it's yeah I have I have a box of candy, right? Right. <laughs> if I give you this bar and I say it's $5 and you give them coins, 
because it's easy to count five dollars in ones. Mm-hmm. Right. Or look at a dollar bill. I'm like, count out five dollars with this. Can you do that as a teacher? Yeah, you can. But then, if you teach a star grade level, your focus is what oh. is on the test. Oh. So that's where we lose. Like my last three months have literally been teaching to a test. Do you think that the stars is is important? No, I think it's stupid. I think I mean I don't I don't see how that measures what a child is capable of. Yeah. It just it just measures how yeah they could pass a test and they could move on to the next grade. Does it measure the teacher's um, um, teaching level? Yeah, that's the, what's basically that's what they pretty much base this off on. So we're like on a we're on a like a scale. So we we have like three tiers we could hit, which is like a recognized teacher, master, and then an excelling teacher. So you're able to hit these tiers and get more money. But if you don't hit any tiers, you just stay at your teacher-based salary. So it puts a lot of pressure on teachers where like cheating starts to come in or you don't care about what you're actually teaching. It's just how can... You got A, B, C, D. Which one are you going to pick? No, that's wrong. Okay, well, I got to teach you again. So that's that's pretty much what it turns out to is like a race to see who could get their kids to pass this test. That's That is wild. It's insane. So that's what we're leaving our kids up to, right? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, yeah. if you can pass a test. I always thought it was dumb because you can be a smart child yep. and not take a test. Not do well. You testing. cannot... Just test well. Yeah. yeah. It just you, you black out. And it's happened to me before. I'm pretty sure it's happened to a lot it's, of people. Yeah, that's me. Like I know I know this mm-hmm. this information. Why am I blacking out yeah. now? It's just you just don't do well. Mm-mm. So like now you're pull now you're holding the child back and then also you're not advancing the, the teacher in what morale, income, yep. career. Yep. Because you're ra- you're basing it off of a test that's yeah. you're holding people back. Yeah, these you kids know? have nine passages that they have what? to read for just reading nine, Dude. and that's that our kids yeah. are already. I'm not gonna lie. Like, when it came up to reading, level. I was like, <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. I don't know. You got the circle and line in. Yep. Like, oh. You gotta answer the question. Yeah, <laughs> short answer. <laughs> yeah. So Johnny did this. What do you think he did? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Johnny picked an apple. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he did. He picked an apple. Yeah. That's insane, man. It it's is. like I think they just needed to rebuild everything and yeah. just start it all like over. Teach life lessons mm-hmm. because even in college you don't get that. No. You don't get finances. You don't get life lessons. You don't. And, how to do your taxes, how to, it's just not realistic. How to, what is it? Um, balance your, 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 your check, checking it, uh, balance your books now, but it's checking account does it for you. Yeah. (laughs) But before then you've had to challenge, I mean, balance your checkbook. That was super hard Mm -hmm. because you held that. Am I aging myself? No. What? Balancing. We're like, what's no, a checkbook? Sam, Sam look at me like, like, balancing a checkbook. <laughs> Have you ever done that? I don't even know what that is. Dog. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, <laughs> what checkbook? So, when you, I mean, when I was growing up and I got 
what, 15, 16, I got my first bank account. Uh-huh. When you got your bank account, they gave you a checkbook and also a, a balancing book. So whenever you wrote a check. Right, you got a checkbook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So even I, I think it's on, it was on the flap. But when you when you wrote a check, you basically put down like how much you spent, and then you balance it out because if you only got eight hundred dollars for your check, like work but yeah. your work check, it's like, all right, I spent one hundred seventy five here, I only have this much left. I'm like, ah, oh, dog, I can't do that. <laughs> I don't remember it. <laughs> I can't. It was, you didn't just use a calculator. I just phone. didn't think about it. I never, <laughs> I never really balanced a checkbook. There was times when I went negative, like yeah. just because yeah. I didn't know. Nobody showed you. No one showed me. Yeah, you know, it's it's good that you're that's what's what you're thinking, right? It's crazy. Yeah, it's good to think that, but it it's when is it going to become a reality? When it, when will it become a reality? Yeah. When our when our financial system fails? That's we were just talking about that today. <laughs> like we'll go into deeper about that yeah. one later. But I, the reason why we want to bring you guys on here is like we really want to get to know you guys, um, like who you guys are, how you guys met, um, how long have you guys been married? First, well, this September will be two years. Oh. A little over a year. So we've been together a total of what eight, eight years. Eight years. Eight years. Nice. It's a learning process. It's learning now that you're married. Yeah. Rather than being but like. The funny thing is, I think the year and a half of us being married is probably like the most we've known each other, if that makes any sense. Like, no. this is the most <laughs> successful and yeah. like happiest we've been. You know, it's the opposite of like people saying everything changes when you're married. For us, everything got better. Yeah. It's like when everything started. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. That's good. It's a, uh, you really start to dig deep within your into your marriage and as a couple yourselves too like i mean those seven eight years that you guys were together that was a trying time yeah it was a trying time and you guys were both individuals and then you came into a marriage of like okay (laughs) we were together seven years eight six years seven years and it's now it's we got to really work this out you know i know when we first got married the the thought or even bring up the word of separation or divorce would never come up you know that's not um it's not a, a card that we'll pull you know it, it's work and when people say marriage is work it's work you know so a year and a half you guys been married what's the most like interesting part of that season great question (laughs) (laughs) i think for me it's it's the deeper conversations Mm. because you're now i mean not that the seven years before didn't count but now you're like this is the person you're starting your life with and forever it's it's not just like another step forward it's just like focusing on one another and learning how to be open and and trusting who you bring into your relationship because (laughs) the marriage completely changed who our friends were Mm -hmm. you know because 
it, it, it happened to be like we needed to start cutting people out in order for us to continue working. Because if not, yeah, we would have probably still been in the boat we were in our relationship than in the marriage. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, Chanel that on the head on that one for sure. No, yeah. So um, it's bec- really like again, sounds super cliche, but it really is like becoming one. You know, like like in so many aspects, especially the communication. Like um, even in the the prior years, prior to marriage, was like so used to being an individual, and so. Yeah, you see that, how you're becoming one and how it's like, uh, it's difficult at times, you know, like it's almost not natural. So, yeah. <laughs> so, and, and it's still, it's a daily thing. It, it's a daily thing. There's things that um, you uncover all the time and it's just building off of that, all those things you uncover. How did you guys meet? <laughs> That's a funny question. <laughs> So, yeah, how we started just <laughs> funny. <laughs> so, uh, we were, in, we're both from El Paso. We okay. just never met in El Paso. Um, but we hung around the same group of people. Yeah, El Paso has that small town, but it's like we're still, what, 800,000 plus. So What? Yeah. 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 It's just like real compact. It's just real compact, yeah. So, it's, it's a lot of people. Yeah, there's a lot of us. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> we'll go back to that. But yeah. eight hundred thousand, yeah. yeah, dude, they are doing a this justice to El Paso on the map. Oh, hundred because it's like you look at the map, it's like <laughs> where's that? El Paso. We're only known because it's the corner of Texas. Yeah. The word, the word El Paso is bigger than the city. <laughs> <laughs> wow! So you guys hung around the same group. But really never. Yeah, so much so that. So she was actually dating what my roommate. She was dating my roommate. <laughs> and we, so we knew each other, but we nev- we were just friends. Yeah. Uh, and then, anyways, fast forward. They, <laughs> they split up for a while. Years. <laughs> years. Three years we were broken up, people. <laughs> Anyways, for a while. I slid, in, I slid into her DMs <laughs> on Snapchat. And I remember it. It was after a Cab- Sunday night Cowboys-Giants game. And <laughs> I'm just like, I don't, know, I don't know what I was doing. But I just, she probably posted a video or something. And I just like messaged her. And we ended up uh, like going to bars. We went to a bar. Bar Louis. <laughs> bar Louis is where we went to. And yeah, so that's how we met. <laughs> Were you and your roommate still friends when you hit her up? Well, I asked. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, well. <laughs> uh, we, that was the assumption. Like, I was like, I'm going to, you know, I'll talk to her. And like, I just thought it was going to be like, you know, we'll just hang out. That's really yeah. about it. But uh, we started, like, talking and talking more. So then that's when I felt bad. Like, okay, well, maybe I should probably bring it up to him before, like, yeah. taking anything further, right? So I bring it up to him. He's like, no, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Sure. I'm like, all right, cool. It's three years, <laughs> that, bro. That wasn't that bad. <laughs> Anyways, nah, like, In fact, not fine. <laughs> not fine at all. He flipped out, like, well, yeah, it was a big old thing. <laughs> well, that's a, <laughs> yeah, yeah. all right. You should have hit him in the kidney. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that usually works. that's your trick, right? That's right. right there. Yeah, man. So, so not your typical love story. Yeah. I mean, 
It, it really depends how you look at it because the person wasn't right for you and he slid into the DMs like, yo, I've been eyeing you. I'm here. I'm just waiting for that moment. <laughs> I was waiting for that moment. But, you know, it, it, things happen for a reason. Yeah. You know? And look at you now. Look at us. Like look, at us. <laughs> <laughs> look, look at us. All right. Look at us. Look where we are now. Um, what's the... Nicole, when you guys decided to like really take things serious, what was a a big thing that um, drew you into Robert? Oh, jeez, his patience um, towards me. Yeah, because I'm a very outspoken. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just the complete opposite of him, and just how calm he took everything. Like, I, I could be flipping out, and he'd just be like, all right, well, let me know when you're done. <laughs> and he was just very patient with me, and, and just that showed how much he cared about me, that he would take that time to, like, let me cool off, or yeah. he would never, you know, I, I've never been disrespected verbally by him, and, and that's one thing I appreciate, because, you know, growing up, you that's what you thought was the norm was mm -hmm. seeing men mistreat women. Yeah. You know, that's something I grew up with. So having that in a partner was a complete blessing for me because it also calmed me and made me realize like, I don't have to be quick to anger yeah. every second for the world's smallest things. So, yeah, I think that's definitely what made me fall in love with him was his patience. I was going to ask you, did it scare you that someone was so patient with you? Yeah, it did. Like, I was like, there's no way. <laughs> this dude is just... <laughs> yeah. Like, he must be taking something before he comes to see me. But no, um, he was... Yeah, it, it shocked me because I didn't know... I've never been in a relationship where it was calm. Yeah, I was... Like, I'd even, like be the aggressor to get something back from him because I'm like, no, there's going to be a moment where he breaks. Yeah. There has to be. So not to like ever see that was very life changing. Yeah. How about you, Robert? <laughs> not the patience for sure. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hers was like, uh, I would say like the love and like the, um, what did you say? Um, connection like because connection wasn't a big thing for me growing up right like in my family and stuff so i think like just seeing her like with you know wh wherever we were at like her being able to connect with people and like that was again that that was very infectious right seeing that and then i think even taking it to the next level like seeing her with like her family and her sisters and like how they're so close and uh, that was always something that I wanted and, like, you know, that I also felt from her, like, that connection she would give me. And uh, it just we could relate in so many ways and stuff. So uh, that was huge because, like I said, that was something I really felt like I lacked. Um, again, just having that connection, that love, and being able to show love. So she really showed me that love. And that was also, like, something that, you know, in being married is also still, like, a removing those layers right like of like being able to show more love and stuff like yeah. that so that was That's a big good. thing for me 
Show more love. That's <laughs> because I mean we know your Ashley and I know y'all's story and how you guys grew up and like um like Pastor Daniel had said today, you know, when you grow up and you have um parents who may yell a lot or parents who um what is it like downgrade you mm-hmm. and it's like oh i don't want to be like that you know i don't want to <clears throat> i don't want to talk to my children like that or i want to talk to my spouse like that and it's good to see that between you two it's like you didn't have the the patience that someone gave you and you didn't have the love that she was showing and it's not like you guys ran from it, but you guys embraced it, which is which is really good nowadays because now people run. They run from it. It's like, oh, I don't know what this is. Like, that's not, that's scary. You yeah. know? It's, um, it's not, it's not typical nowadays, yeah. which is good. Um, kind of want to dive deep into y'all's faith. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I know when we got married, there was like a pull from God. I felt it, and I told Ashley like we need God in our, in our marriage. Like we need to find um, a church. Um, so when was that moment, or how was it that you guys found Grace Avenue and you guys start to, into your faith journey? Um, so we, yeah, we never had a church home. Never had a church home. Um, I'll just like fast forward to finding Grace Avenue. So um, in working for KB Home, my uh, office partner, he was new. His name was Theo, Theophilus Pierre. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, anyways, we we connected like super quick um, in meeting him. You know, we're getting to know each other. I'm like, so, you know, what, what would you do? prior to this and so he's like well you know have a non-profit organization and stuff like that <laughs> like cool cool wow i wonder what kind of non i didn't ask right and go in more detail cool <laughs> kind of non-profit <laughs> and he's i also worked for verizon wireless <laughs> okay cool anyways we get to know each other more and um and uh he would always tell me like you know you should uh come check out my church and stuff like that and he would kind of throw it here and there never like uh like you know, force it upon me or anything like that. And I always believed in God and stuff. I just never thought I needed, you know, a church. Mm-hmm. And so anyways, uh, um, I was in a really bad accident, um, like almost lost my life. Right. And that was when I came to God. And, um, after that accident, like, you know, had to rebuild in like so many ways, and um anyways one of the ways was was my thing was again like god you kept me here for a reason Mm -hmm. and like i want to find what that reason is and so you know i started this was also during around uh the pandemic so it's like we started watching uh, i started watching um elevation church elevation church just on on youtube (laughs) (laughs) so again all this is new to us so it's like you know uh, learning all these worship songs all this kind of stuff and so that's kind of how that started right and then finally uh and even in in all this time like theo would take me to some of like my my hospital follow-ups and stuff 
And um, so anyways, it came up to a point where I guess he was going to, he was going to speak. He was going to be on stage at, at Grace Avenue. And he's like, uh, he's like, come, like, come to this. I'm like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, I'll be there. And Nicole had actually went out of town that that's that weekend to El Paso. I was like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go check it out. I'm gonna check out Grace Avenue. And uh, anyways, walked in and uh, again, that uh, so welcoming, <laughs> so welcoming at Grace Avenue. Uh, I just felt, you know, comfortable. I didn't feel, um, I don't know, <laughs> weirded out or anything or out of yeah. place or something, you know, or like forced or like, gosh, I need to leave. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyways, yeah, he, he was on stage and, you know, the, the message was awesome. Um, and I didn't hang around a whole lot after, but just leaving, I was just like, wow, like this is different. Like this, this feels good. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I need to tell I need to tell Nicole when she gets here, like, we need to check it out. So I think we went maybe, like, a couple weeks later. Like, we, we got to go check it out. Like, I really think he'll like this place. And we went, and, yeah, we we never, we haven't left <laughs> <laughs> since then. So that was really how we started, like, our, our faith journey. Yeah. Did you have, like, an, for Nicole, did you have, like, an initial, an initial thought when he was like, hey, I checked out this church? Well, yeah, so... I mean, going back prior, we, we'd go to like different churches and check them out. Right. But it was nothing. It was never anything that was like we'd commit to. And mm-hmm. for me, my biggest thing was like with Rob, like, OK, we're going to church on Sunday. You do great on Sunday and then you're back to your normal life. Like, yeah, this is fake to me. Like I was immediately like church is fake. Everybody mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. I I had a very hard time understanding what church was all about because to me church was just like they're gonna judge me because i'm not a good person yeah and two like how do i know all these people are what they really say they are so that was super hard for me but when we went to grace it was different like peace is what i felt the second walking in there and i'm not i wasn't a faithful person i was just like i believed in god but that's all you got out of me. Mm-hmm. So I think going into there and, and seeing like, I think it was one time that Andrew was doing like a board. Oh, yeah. And he told his story and I was just like, I love it. Like this dude literally just talked about how broken his life was and look at him now. So I think that was what was a turning point for me was knowing like, shoot, I come from a very broken life or I feel broken right now. This is what I need. And mm-hmm. then after that, it was just like a complete change. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was very different. <laughs> <laughs> and I think also just like finding my reason for church, because I kind of feel like I've always like piggybacked off Rob mm-hmm. and I've never had my own story. Mm-hmm. That's so, good. I think recently, like just hearing Pastor Daniel's messages and like having that understanding of like, oh, shoot, that's why I came to church. Yeah. This is my story. So that's been nice. It's like figuring out my own story instead of just like, oh, I'm here because Rob went through a hard time and he brought me to church. Yeah. Now it's like now I know why I came. Mm-hmm. You found your purpose. Yeah. It's um. <clears throat> I remember seeing you guys get baptized. I remember seeing Nicole 
I don't know if you were there, Rob. It was on a Saturday. Um, at the food drive? Mm. No, you didn't. No, I think probably oh, were working. <clears throat> so we were, I think it was check-in. And I always, like, see people, like, who's new, who's who's been here. I think I saw Nicole and a couple of people. I was like, I've never seen them at our church. I wonder if they're part of, like, um, the other community that helps would serve us uh-huh. serve with us and then that sunday came up and you guys were there i think i saw rob because he had a maverick city shirt on and he always had these like gyra shirts and mm. maverick, just straight up maverick yeah. city <laughs> like he was promoting maverick city and my, like me as a photographer i'm like i wonder if this dude like works for them <laughs> he's like mav city all out <laughs> But getting to know you guys um, has been a very refreshing and um, joyful moment in in not only my life, but also Ashley's life. Um, Seeing you guys' growth and your path um, just accelerate and you guys finding your own paths and at the same time being aligned with each other, right? Um, At what moment in your faith where you were pulled to get baptized because it's it's a big a big step mm-hmm. to understand like why you are getting baptized and what the reason is for like what moment or time was like okay we we gotta get I'm ready to get baptized because it's not we have to it's I'm ready yeah well for me I know that I was like Oh, I have to pray about this. And then when I hear from God, it'll be the time. Yeah. But I stopped doing that. And then I think because we were coming, it was a day after our one year wedding anniversary. Yeah. So I think it just hit me different because of the growth that we overcame that entire year. And it was all thanks to God because one, he wouldn't have been here Two, I don't know if I would have been with him to walk through this journey and ever go back to church so i think like that was just a big like monumental step for us because well for me because that that one year of just of being married brought so much change into our life and and it just that was the right moment yeah like it it just landed perfectly in my eyes (laughs) Um, I was really more waiting for Nicole to do it with her. Like I knew I wanted to give my life to God. Yeah. Um, but it was like I wanted to do this together, and then, yeah, obviously when it was coming up on our year anniversary, and uh, she's the one who told me about it first. Like let let's get baptized in this. And I was like that was kind of like my confirmation. Like like I, I was I was already ready. I was again more waiting for like for us to be able to do it together. Yeah. yeah. It's a to get baptized is a big thing. Yeah. You know, and I know when people think about Christians and when they get baptized, like, oh now you're you're clean. Right? Like, oh you you're not gonna make any mistakes anymore. Oh. <laughs> 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 but when, I mean when you walk the faith, right, you yeah. know that it's when the enemy is really gonna test you. Yeah. Yeah. But people seeing, like, from the outside, it's like, oh, you've been baptized. I saw all over social media you were, um, 
I'm air quoting now, like you're a good Christian. Mm-hmm. Right. You're pure. You're pure. Yeah. <laughs> and it's more like, no, I gave my life to Christ. Like I'm going to walk with him now. And at the same time, I know I'm going to like, I'm a misstep, but I know that's what's, I know God having like being right next to God and following him. It's I'll get right back onto the step that I, I'm supposed to be in, in, you know? Yeah. Cause what a bearing. It's like pretty much like bearing like your old till. Yeah. Yeah. Been into like the new person that God's making you into. Um, what, I want to save this question just for like the last moment, but it's like <laughs> it's really speaking into me right now. So I want to I want to ask you this now: is in this season right now that we're in, that you guys are in, what is God telling you? What's what is He speaking into you right now? Um, so I mean, mine was literally um, is staying attached to Him. Like, like I told you recently, Brandon, uh, this uh, become great at eight class. Uh, <laughs> This week just like slapped me in the face with the yeah. uh, um, you know being attached to the vine, mm. God's you know the source of life, and just being attached to uh, being attached to that. And this it's continuous. Having that relationship, with God is a continuous thing, and He's continuously working in you. And and then coming along with that is pruning off things. And yeah, and. Uh, I struggled a lot with serving money as a God, right? Money, um, which I thought I had pruned off entirely. Um, but there was like, you know, another issue that I was really blind to that, that literally like God had to like <laughs> really open my eyes with it. And so that I had to, you know, come to God with that and pray about that. And, but what it also led to was like, being uh, going back to our marriage is is being open and and uh, communication and not trying to like figure things out on my own like this whole uh issue like i wanted to just almost go back to like who i used to be with concealing things and mm-hmm. you know holding things from my wife and you know losing trust in her if you know uh, because i didn't share something with her right mm-hmm. and so it, it was almost again like the enemy trying to like take me back to who I was and trying to conceal something and and figure it out on my own and just give myself that anxiety, you know? Yeah. Which is something I really struggled with anxiety so bad. So, so it's really just again what God's really speaking to me in this season. It's just continue to be attached to Him and you know trust in Him and and again be one with my wife and communication and not go back to any of my old ways yeah that was a huge thing for me just literally last week (laughs) (laughs) that's good man i guess mine kind of feeds off of that as well as something big god speaking to me is just about trust um you know with life changes i fall into like a phase of like relying on myself and, and taking everything like, no, I have to do it. I can't wait for what God's going to put in my life. I need to do it now because that's what's going through my mind. So I feel like trust is a really huge thing. And, and having just Rob open up about that showed me more like, okay, God's working already. 
So just lay it out. Just let it happen Mm -hmm. and stop like, stop trying to take control. It's not for me to be in control of. And I can't pick and choose what I want God to be in control of. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's one of my biggest faults is I still financially, you know, it's, I think that's like the last thing a lot of people let go of is, okay, that's your final thing to give to God is your Mm -hmm. finances because it's the hugest part of your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that's, that's something that has been weighing heavy even today, like with what pastor Daniel talked about, it it just opened up my eyes, like for me to be in the kingdom or, or to be a part of that, I need to give everything to him. Yeah. Even if it's, even if I'm holding it in, God knows. Like <laughs> I just got to let it out. So yeah, that's what I feel like I've been hearing a lot. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. Finance is tough. <laughs> it's, it, it's tough because what we, we wake up air day in and day out, right? We work hard for it. And then when it comes down to us, like, Do we really want to give this up? But it should be really like, it's not ours. Like Pastor Daniel yeah. has told before, it's like, it's not ours to keep, you know? Like one of our biggest, one of the biggest people in our church learned that. And now he's one of the biggest givers, yeah. right? And it's just like, it's not mine to hold. It's it's God's gift and he's going to give it and give it, you know? Yeah. But trust was the big thing when I pulled from, there, from that. Trust and communication. Mm-hmm. So it's a big key in a, in a relationship. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the two biggest keys. Two biggest keys. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, we talk about and being how long we've been together, right? And, like, how we kind of started backwards, right? Or, you know, barely starting when we got married. Yeah. And, like, what we lacked prior to being married was <laughs> communication and then me losing the trust. Mm. You know what I mean? So that's why, like, God is really still just making that a focus for us yeah. and to continue to grow on and obviously to be able to pass down, you know, when we start a family and things like that. Yeah. yeah. So. And, and something for me that I would always tell Rob is like, if I can't trust a human, I can see how do I put trust in a being that I don't see, mm. you know, like, how the hell am I so sorry? I don't know if I could. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if it's so hard for me to trust a human that I can physically see and talk to every single day, yeah. how do you put all of that into God who you don't see? Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. and, and who for me, it took the hardest time. Like when people would be like, Oh, I heard this from God. I'm like, why don't I hear from him? Like, why is me? But it, it took me to realize like, it's not a literal voice. It's, Mm -hmm. it's actions, it's feelings, it's thoughts. Mm -hmm. So I think like once you get into that mindset, everything changes as far as faith, because Mm -hmm. you're not just waiting for like this voice in your mind that's going to tell you, this is what you need to do. It's more of like, wow, okay, I felt that this is what I need to do. Mm-hmm. So I think that works with the trust too. It's like uh, your conscience, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I really feel like that's when the moment God really is talking to is like, wait, 
I know I'm supposed to be doing something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, what, why am I holding it back? Even, for instance, like when they do altar call. Yeah. That's like a big thing, right? Like you're standing there and it's like Pastor Daniel saying, if you need prayer and you know you've been dealing with something and you're standing there and it's like. You're like, that's me. That's me. <laughs> like, I've been praying about this. And in your mind, like, I need to go up. But then you don't want to be that person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I've done it a couple of times. Like, I don't want to be that person. I don't. But you, you can't do it by yourself. Yeah. You know? You can't do it by yourself. All right, Joe. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do it by yourself, man. And, like, that's what life is about. And that's what this this community is about. Like, doing life together. You know? That's why like, we always tr- really try to have a tight community. Mm-hmm. We said earlier, you know, pruning people that's not going to help you grow. Yeah. And now that we have Maverick, like, it's it's a big expectation to really understand who we bring into this home, yeah. who he sees, who he sees us hanging around, and like how we're growing. Because my son is not gonna, I I promise the Lord above, he is not gonna see us bring someone in that's gonna ruin our our growth, right. ruin our marriage, and ruin his life over um over a over a friendship that maybe just for a season. But that season's very impactful. Yeah. That season can be very impactful, you know? I mean, Sam, you're still young, dog. <laughs> <laughs> y'all are still young, too. Yeah. How old are yeah. y'all? 31. 25? I had to think about it. <laughs> He's a <like>, hold on. <laughs> 31, bro. I'm 29. 31, 29. Oh, y'all are still young. Y'all babies. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, you're 20. Might be 27. I was about to say 26, 27. <laughs> <laughs> now you're regretting talking about No, no, no. I'm 37. No. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to my 40. I can't wait. You're 37? Yeah. You don't look 37. 37. Crazy. <laughs> the whole time I thought you were like 32. No. Oh. It's a lotion. No. Yeah. Mind blown. Really. Black don't crack. Brown don't frown. <laughs> Black. <Yeah. laughs> no. Yeah. It's it. I. I give it up to like everything, man. Like being thirty-seven, and people are like, oh, you look thirty-two. I'm like, I'm telling. There's sometimes I wake up like, dog, you look thirty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> Them bones feel thirty-seven. Them bones feel thirty-seven. <laughs> No, you guys, you guys have, you guys are doing great, and I really see, I love, I enjoy seeing you guys at church. Enjoy seeing you guys outside of church and just having conversations with y'all. Just super happy you guys are able to finally make coming on. Yeah, thanks for having us. Oh, <laughs> one year. It's been a year. Hey, Fiesta Mills are coming soon. Oh yeah, <laughs> be on the lookout. Yeah, Fiesta Mills <laughs> coming soon. You guys, do you guys go to Fiesta? You guys ever? Yeah, checking on a stick, bro. I've never been a fiesta. <gasps> really? And I've lived there my my whole life. Wow. Why? <laughs> oh man, why? <laughs> I don't know. There's never gone. I'll probably go this year with this guy. Yeah. We'll, we'll join the, you guys. The 29th. <laughs> oh, yeah, we shall go. Yeah, yeah, 29th. Do you work that day? 
Friday? Ollie. It's a Saturday. Saturday. Oh. You're off on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, take take that time yeah, off. I will. Um, so we used to do the the market squares and uh, gotta gotta put that that jersey up. No. <laughs> but there was a time. Now that we know you're 37, maybe. Uh, hey, <laughs> no, market square and like the Hano explosion. That's where it's mm. at. That's where it's at. Um, you need to come out denting or what? Dude, really? I almost bought some boots this past weekend. No way. At the thrift. But you don't want to take boots to Fiesta, right? I don't know. You better get them heel stompings on. (laughs) (laughs) If okay, before we end this, if if you can tell your old self, I'm gonna say like five, six years ago, your old self, what you are now, what would you tell them? Wow. Mm. It's deep, bro. Mm. (laughs) I would tell my old self, um, you're a lot stronger than you think you are. Yeah, this is actually making me emotional. But yeah, I would definitely tell my old self, um, yeah, that. I think I would also tell my old self that you're currently breaking those generational curses. Yeah. Slowly, but it's happening. That's good. That's what I tell myself. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> How am I supposed to follow that up? Like, <laughs> that was so good. Um, dang. <laughs> That's a tough one, man. Uh, which I think it's, something i we all really tell ourselves is like um me five years ago is like i wish i would have just had god in my life you know i wish i really would have had god in my life at that point and uh yeah just to stay strong in faith because that's gotten me to where i'm at today Mm -hmm. it's good so many ways it's good man it's good dude i love it love you guys thank you so much you guys uh, so before we end this, I want to tell you guys what we were drinking today. <laughs> <laughs> we had a, a brew from Untitled Arts called um, Kiwi Waikiki. It was an IPA with kiwi juice. It wasn't too bad. Solid. Solid. Yeah, I like it. It's 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 a little different. It is. It's a little tart, but it's like sweet at the end. Yeah. Ash was a little surprised about it. It's good. She don't drink IPAs. <laughs> and Rob over here is drinking a nipper. Nipper. If you guys don't know what a nipper <laughs> is, it's a non-alcoholic IPA. Yeah, he it had was he, great. he had I had like one or two left over from a craft night. <laughs> Which was last year. So it's aged. It's yeah. aged. Yeah, yeah. It's a little nipper. Fancy. Yeah. Um, what do you, did you enjoy it? It's a little aged nipper. I enjoyed it, bro. Yeah. The, the nipper just gave it that extra, extra kick, bro. <laughs> and uh, Nicole over here is drinking um, uh, Edward's Aquifer. <laughs> yeah. Edward's Aquifer. High quality H2O. High quality H2O. H2O. She do not want any Mavs uh, Capri Sun. <laughs> <laughs> but man, you guys are are amazing. Again, 
Sam, I just want to thank you, bro, for this year of just um, growth, uh, friendship, brotherhood, and growing this podcast to where it's at now. And um, I look forward to just growing it with you, brother. Thank you for this time, bro. Thank you for you putting out your time, your your household, and just bringing me on this journey with you. Sorry, I live far now. It's like ten, it's like five ten minutes away, bro. It's okay. No, it's not. <laughs> it is. No, I, I timed not. it. I timed it because <laughs> you said it li- I live far, and as soon as I hit, as soon as I hit the old exit, I started my timer. Nah, you live far. You live farther. Okay. <laughs> I'm still not gonna. It's far. Rob, love you, man. You got a lot of growth, man. You, it's it's a never ending um, journey. Just continue listening to God, brother. You got it. Nicole, you got a team behind you. If you guys ever need us, Ash is always here. She'll be calling, reaching out to you for your interior design ideas, <laughs> pretty sure. But um, we love you guys. We just can't wait to see you, see you guys in the future. Yeah. yeah. And congratulations again, guys. One year. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming on. We appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all's time. I know it's past y'all's bedtime, but (laughs) (laughs) appreciate y'all coming out. So with that being said, thank you for tuning in to another episode of an Untapped Acquaintance Podcast. It's your boy Sam. It's your boy B. Hope you're living, loving life. Happy one year. Ooh. (laughs) It's our anniversary. (laughs) Peace.